and thank you for joining us here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tab. For those of you who don't know, Dr. M. H. Tab was born into God's family almost 56 years ago by the wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He then served as a Christian school principal, Bible Institute teacher, administrator, and assistant pastor. In 1980, God then called Dr. Tab to establish Gulf Coast Baptist Church, where he pastored for 40 years. He continues his service now as the founder of Gulf Coast Bible Institute, preacher, and author of over 46 doctrinal books. Let us now open our Bibles together with Dr. Tab as our guide and rightly divide the word of truth here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tab. Now today we're going to think about some facts that need to be understood and known by certain people if somebody's going to get saved or if somebody's going to lead them to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus called the first of his disciples and later four of his apostles, and that was uh, uh, Peter and his brother Andrew and James and John, who were brothers. And in verse 19 of Matthew 4, he says this to those men. He saith unto them, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Now that's still true today. If a Christian will follow Jesus, he'll make him a soul winner. Uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 tells us we're supposed to be in the business of winning souls to the Lord Jesus Christ. Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that wins souls is wise. Now, of course, there's different approaches to winning a person to the Lord. Jude verses 22 and 23, for example, says, Of some have compassion, making a difference, and others say with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. In other words, some people will get saved just by learning that Jesus died for them, that God loves them, wants to save their soul. And then others, that doesn't make an impression on them, and you have to deal with the fear factor. You have to deal with the fact that if they don't receive Christ as their soul, Savior, their eternity will be in hell forever and ever. So some, some uh, you have compassion on making a difference. Others say with fear. <clears throat> now there's all kind of scriptures can be used in soul winning in both testaments. Philip used Isaiah 53 to win a man to Christ in in Acts chapter 8. And of course, all of Paul's preaching in the book of Acts was from the Old Testament because there was no New Testament at the time. And uh, Paul used his own personal testimony to tell people about the Lord's salvation. He, he does that twice in Acts 22 and Acts 26. Just tell them how he got saved, and they'd have to get saved the same way. Of course, not uh, with a blinding light on the road to Damascus, but by recognizing Christ and receiving him as their Savior. And of course, a lot of people use commonly use what's called the Romans Road. And it doesn't matter what the vehicle is to get a person saved. Uh, just so they get saved, but there are certain things that are common in all uh, situations of soul winning. Let's let's think for just a moment about things that a sinner must know if he's ever going to get saved. <clears throat> he's got to basically uh, go through these steps, so to speak. He's got to know there's a God. Romans 14:11. It is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. He's got to know that he is personally responsible to God. Romans 14. 12 says, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. The lost person must realize that he's a sinner. Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Paul said in Romans 3.12, there's none that doeth good. No, not one. That includes everybody ever born on the planet. 
And the person must believe that his sin has separated him from God, and that's why he's hell-bound as a sinner. Isaiah 59, verse 2, he says, Your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Romans, uh, Revelation 21, verse 8 talks about those that, are, that wind up in the, uh, in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. It's talking about lost people there and the different sins involved with them. For the wages of sin is death, Paul said in Romans 6, verse 23. So a person must believe that his sin has separated him from God. And then he must believe that the death of the Lord Jesus Christ on the, on the cross reconciles him to God. Romans 5, 8, he says, God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And once he realizes these truths, then he must repent of his sin if he's going to get saved. Romans 10, 9 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 1 John 1, verses 8 through 10, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him, God, a liar who says we have sinned. We make him a liar and his word is not in us. And then once they realize that um, they uh, have to repent of those sins, being a sin sinner, then they trust Christ as their personal Savior. That's when faith kicks in. Romans 10, verses 10 through 13, he says, with the, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto a salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the Lord shall be saved. <clears throat> now these, these things I'm talking about, and these steps I'm going to give you uh, in winning a person of the Lord, it's not a formula, okay? This is not one, two, three, A, B, C, repeat after me. It's just reality if a person is going to get saved. So not only are there things which a sinner must uh, realize and know if he's going to get saved, but there are also some things the soul winner needs to understand if he's going to win souls to the Lord Jesus. Uh, for example, uh, don't ever make the mistake of believing that uh, people in today's enlightened world know there's a God. A lot, a lot of people don't. I mean, our own country is full of... People with pagan ideas and people who grew up uh, under the influence of evolution and humanism and all that and so on don't know there's a God and they don't, they don't believe there is one. So that has to be proven to them. And we need to understand if we want to win people to the Lord that no human scheme can bring a person to God. John 6, 44 says, No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. So you can do all the drawing you want to, but unless God's drawing that person, they are not going to get saved. Romans 1, 16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, that is the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. You are not the power. The gospel is the power that gets people saved. And so we need to understand as soul winners that only the Holy Spirit can convict the sinner of his sin. John 16 verses 7 and 8 says, and Paul and Jesus says, I tell you the truth, it's expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he, the Comforter, will reprove the world of sin. 
It'll show them that they're sinners, separated from God, and of righteousness. He'll show them Jesus Christ is the way to get to God, and of judgment that hell is their their uh, destiny if they don't receive Christ as their Savior. Now, this Comforter that Jesus spoke of is the Holy Spirit. He identified him as such in John 14, verse 26. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Now, since the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> since he's the one who reproves of sin, then you and I cannot bring a person to conviction over their sin. You're not the Holy Spirit. I'm not the Holy Spirit. Oh, we, we're, we're messenger boys. We're, we're mailmen. We take the gospel to a person. But then the Holy Spirit has to convict that person, bring them to the place of receiving Christ as their Savior. Only God can draw sinners to himself. John 6, 44, uh, again, he says, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. Hebrews 11, 6 says, Without faith, and we talked about the sinner must come to the place of faith, without faith it is impossible to please him, to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe, number one, that he is, that God is there, that God exists, that God is real, and number two, that he, God, is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, who serves or call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. The, the sinner has to believe those things in order to get saved. And again, we're not, we're, all we are is God's mouthpiece. We're just like John the Baptist preparing the way of the Lord. We're preparing, preparing a way to the Lord for the sinner. Because the Lord said he would make us fishers of men. It's kind of like this. We're the fishermen. Luke 5.10, Jesus said, From henceforth thou shalt catch men. The Father is the line. He's drawing them. He's pulling them in. John 6.44, No man can come to me except the Father draw him. And then Jesus is the bait to bring them to God. John 14.6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 1 Peter 3, verse 18, For Christ also has once suffered for sins, uh, the just Jesus, for the unjust you and me, that he might bring us to God. So the decision to trust Christ as Savior uh, is, uh, is balanced on all these factors that the lost person has to understand and, and believe, that the soul winner has to understand and believe. And so it, all that's preceded by a lot of other decisions in, in a person's heart. Uh, uh, Ephesians 1, verses 7 through 14, he says, In whom we have redemption, in Christ we have redemption, through his blood. And by the way, through his blood is left out of Colossians 1.14 in all the new Bibles. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom, in Christ, also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. And let me just throw in this side note, predestination only applies to saved people. Nobody's born on this planet predestinated for heaven or predestinated for hell. Predestination applies to the fact, and the scripture's clear on this, that Christians are predestinated to be conformed to the image of Christ. Uh, I'm sorry, Calvin was dead wrong uh, about all that. So there's no such thing as predestinated people to hell. And he goes on in verse 12 in, in Ephesians 1. He says that we should be the pra to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ 
in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of his glory. Oh, those verses comprise these two sentences. Verses, verses uh, 7 through, uh, let's see, through 12 is one sentence, and verse 13 to 14 is one sentence. And notice the progression there is kind of kind of backwards. He said, you trusted um, in Christ after you heard the word of truth, after somebody gave you the gospel. Uh, after, and in, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed. You received him as Savior. You're sealed by the Holy Spirit into the family of God, into the body of Christ. And he says the Holy Spirit is the earnest of our inheritance. He's kind of, you might say, the down payment, the storage fee till the Lord takes us out of here until the redemption of the purchased possession, which is your whole self, body, soul, and spirit. So a sinner's got to see his need to understand the gospel or he can't be saved. And he has to take one step of understanding at a time. And soul winners have to build up from the foundation just like a contractor. First Corinthians 3.11 says, Other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You've got to get them to Jesus. Acts 4 verses 11-12 says this, Tomat Christ is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, that is any other besides the Lord Jesus Christ, um, for there's none other name under heaven, the name of Jesus, given among men, whereby we must be saved. It's through Christ and Him alone. Second Corinthians uh, 11, verses 3 and 4, Paul says, I fear lest by any means as the serpent, as uh, Satan, the devil, beguile Eve through his subtlety, his sneakiness. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he cometh, he that cometh unto you uh, cometh preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached and yeah there's other Jesuses out there um, or if you receive another spirit which you have not received there's other spirits beside the Holy Spirit or another gospel which you have not accepted and there are other gospels besides the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ you might well bear with him. Note that he said the simplicity that's in Christ. What could be simpler than the gospel? How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures buried and raised again the third day according to the scriptures. That's given to you in first First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verses 3 and 4. So simple. If you'll just repent of being a sinner and accept Christ as your Savior, God will save you. What could be simpler than that? And just like the rich young ruler, people try to add to the simplicity of Christ. What must I do to be saved, he said. Uh, Galatians 1.8 says, <clears throat> Though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have, we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Galatians is about uh, the thing of another gospel, a gospel of, of faith and works combined, uh, or work salvation. What must I do to be saved? You can't do anything. Just receive Christ by faith and God saves you. Ephesians 2.20, he says, we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. That is, we're built upon the word of God. Uh, could I say that's the King James Bible? He said, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. 2 Timothy 2.19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. That is the security of the believer, once saved, always saved. And yes, there's and scores and scores of verses that back that doctrine up uh, throughout the Bible. If, you, if you've ever received Christ as your Savior, uh, you belong to him for all eternity. <clears throat> and like it or not, you do. And who, who wouldn't like it? I mean, only a fool would want to trade heaven for hell and go back to hell. Amen. So that can't happen anyway. He said the Lord knoweth 
of them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That's sanctification. See, he knoweth them that are his, that's security. Depart from iniquity, iniquity, that's sanctification. That's holy living. Now, if you can lead a person to Christ, just think of the benefits that have been accomplished in that person's life. He receives mercy from God, Romans 11.30. Ye in times past have not believed a God, yet have now obtained mercy, now that you have believed. He's reconciled to God, Colossians 1.21. You that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. He's uh, given a free gift called eternal life, from John 3.16. I'm sure you can quote that one. Everybody can. Uh, Romans 6.23, the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's redeemed. He's forgiven of all his sin uh, right that moment that he receives Christ. Colossians 1.14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And one day he'll go to heaven to live with his Savior forever. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 8, we're confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. When you lead a soul to Christ, James 5.20 says, Let him know that he which converteth a sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Christ called us to be fishers of men. Let's be busy about our Father's business. May the Lord richly bless you as you take the gospel to lost people that you know or, or strangers that you come in contact with who will allow you to tell them about the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs>